Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley. A familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to one of my favorite hours of the week known as Forbes Factor. Yeah, you're going to join me for a beautiful show today. I, like many of you, uh, I don't know if I like many of you, but I'm new to the internet. I mean, I watched it being born. I watched it from a distance. I opened my Facebook account on day one, and I can dabble a little bit. But And of course, now, in the last three years, life has changed dramatically. I found the most amazing partner, and I am now not only online, but thriving online and finally have that business that everybody says, Forbes, how do you manage a business online? I have over 18,000 students in the last three years. We run a membership, we run courses and trainings, and I'm loving it. And then one day I woke up and AI took over. I was like, whoa, wait a second, what is this? And I'm like, you know, somebody said, Forbes, how is it that you're as successful as you are where you are online? And I said, because I had kids later in life. That's my secret. I, at my age, could be a grandmother. And so, but I'm not because I didn't have my kids till I was older. So my twins are now 20 and they're both online and they're fantastic entrepreneurs. My daughter owns a multi-million dollar company. My son just got accepted to Babson and he's on his path. And they're both amazing children who constantly go, mom, did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that one? Yep. So I can Canva like a mofo. I, that's my favorite app. I live in, oh, I'm just an artist. I, well, I'd say that on radio. Um, and a couple of other programs that I love, like ClickFunnels, I remember the day that ClickFunnels came out. The creator of that company, Russell Brunson, and I are friends. And I could not get a website on the internet because it's like a highway, okay? At least, and I had a really cool car, but I just, every time I got on the road or want to get on the road, I got intimidated and I would just sit there in the lane going, at some point, I'm going to press the gas and just go. And I hired web designers and I hired people. Back then they were called, what were they called? Um, Webmasters, oh, I would hire webmasters and then they would disappear on me and I couldn't get them after I paid them. That was web scam artists. (laughs) And then what happened was ClickFunnels came along and all of a sudden I could just know enough to get something up. But it's an evolving process. You are all somewhere on that process. Well, I love Instagram and I'm scrolling through one day and all of a sudden I discovered this man who keeps putting up the coolest AI sites and I screenshot and screenshot and screenshot. And finally I said, I just got to get him on our show. You all need to know him. He needs to blow up because I don't know how he does what he does, but he's been online forever. He's a master digital marketer and a very cool guy. Please welcome. Now, this is great. Ross Fletterjohn, a name I've never heard before, but <laughs> Ross, welcome to the show. That's right. Thank you for saying thank you so much for having me, Forbes. Appreciate it. When, when you woke up, did your mom realize she was marrying a Fletterjohn? Well, it's funny because it actually used to be Fletter Johan. And then when everybody came over to the States, it got Americanized to be John, you know, Fletter keep Johan. it simple. Love that. It's just I'm I'm a big fanatic for names, as you can tell. Forbes is a very unusual first name. Yeah. So I've gotten stuff for that my whole life. I'm loving your background too. I'm as I thank you. You know, <laughs> I come from the world of television. And so when I teach some of my trainings, I always teach how to give really good zoom. Yep, and yep. you gotta look right. But most people don't realize that. You, my friend, have a very profound, beautiful zoom room. Thank you very much. I knew it was something I had to focus on once I got onto doing, you know, more podcasts and more zooms like this. You gotta have and it. So many people connect with so many different things in the background. It's a great way to create that conversation starter right off the bat. 
Yeah, it's very, it's eclectic and specific. And I'm so excited to finally meet you because just like a movie star, guys, I'm not kidding. He pops up <laughs> every day in my feed. I have, I probably could show you my screen shares. I probably about a hundred of your screen shares. Every time you pop in something new, I'm like, oh, now the only problem is I don't spend a whole lot of time actually doing them, but I'm so excited by them. So yeah. let's first find out who you are. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Yeah. So my name is Ross Flutterjohn. I'm a website developer by trade. And over the last few years, I've started to do more stuff with social media marketing. As I wanted to generate more leads for my own business, I started creating content like many other business turned content creators out there. And it kind of just took off from there. I try to stay true to be you know, who I am and what I like to promote and, and provide value to the people who watch my content. And over time, that started to turn into more business. And then that started to turn into more collaborations with other companies. And all of the information that I've learned over the last 10, 12 years of doing online digital development has been able to kind of take this and supercharge it in a way that I never really expected. Well, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I've had websites over the years I've never had a really successful one. I've looked at lots of them. And now I launched a company three years ago, a massive coaching company, and we have no website. We brag about that. We've only had landing pages. People yep. can't find what we're doing. It's like, fine, figure it out. Um, but I'm at the point now where I would love a new website. Yeah, I would love one. Now, when you think of the word website, because I teach this to a lot of people, a lot of people get stuck at that moment. In the old days, I did spend a lot of money developing sites and kind of launching them and having people leave or they, the WordPress was outdated and I got frustrated. What to you makes a great website? I think it depends on what the end goal is. So like you mentioned that you need kind of a, a larger a hub, presence, hub. Yeah. yeah, a hub, so to speak. And that makes sense for us more of like a static website. But so many people are just getting started that that's not something that's so that's such like overkill for what they actually need. Along right. comes like all these kind of new websites. And you mentioned ClickFunnels as one of those examples. And that's a really good example that allows people to not have to build out such like a horizontal infrastructure, rather create, you know, I control you do this, then this, then this in a system that is, you know, not having to be hard coded or, you know, doing anything really crazy. But that kind of thought process starts to continue down the line as you look at LinkedIn bio websites. This is a whole nother phenomenon that's come online in the last you know, five, 10 years where that was never really a thing before. And now there's entire companies that are revolving just around that one aspect of creating a landing page as a LinkedIn bio page for this specific you know, problem solution. Right. So I think like as a creator, having a landing page website website is really good. But then, you know, somebody that has, who needs that hub, a larger, more horizontal, you know, infrastructure website is needed. So let's assume, because I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs who are blossoming their businesses and a website at some point, I think is important for everyone because there's, you know, again, it's not a purchase. It's not going to make you money. I think that's what I've really taught people is that websites alone don't make you money. You can, unless you're driving people to them. Yeah action to be taken that's clear as opposed to an informational one. Hey, I just want to go get to know this person, see what they're up to, maybe find the blog, maybe find their store. You're right. Very horizontal kind of looking. Yep. Um, but what makes a good site? Do you so think? it's how, and, it, and this kind of goes along with the term SEO. Maybe you've heard of this before. Search engine optimization is a big term in the website development world. And it's essentially how do we create content that goes on a website that matches with what Google is trying to do to push people 
who are searching for what's on your website to your website. Right. So SEO is essentially our, our way of telling Google, this is what we want you to do. And if we can do that in a ever optimizing way, that will allow our website to start to show up higher in the rankings in Google. Got so it. for example, when we think of how to create a good website, we want to figure out what are the specific keywords that are associated with your products and services and, and potentially an offer. And what that allows us to do is, and then, you know, anybody can essentially do this with free tools like on Google Search Console and find keywords that are specific to your business and then create content, blog posts, web pages, landing pages that relate to that content. So for example, if this is the main keyword that you're trying to target on a page, all of the other stuff is going to be around and referencing that content, but not necessarily trying to you know, shove this in your face as this is the thing that you want to buy right away. It's here's all of the information so that way you're well-informed through all of this information on my website so that eventually down the road, you're willing to make that purchaser, you know, give them that, give them your money. So the biggest mistake that you see people making is what? Not accurately researching keywords prior to developing a website. So a good example for this is the term e-commerce right. is a term that a lot of companies are trying to optimize for, but no one is going to Google and typing in e-commerce. Right. <laughs> That's right? a great example. Yes. So what they're going, what they're actually typing in is what's the best platform to make my e-commerce website? Right. If you literally take that as an entire search term and use that as a keyword, a keyword cannot be just one, one word. It can be an entire phrase. If you optimize your website or a blog page for that term specifically, and then support it with other terms like um, you know, for example, Shopify is one of the, the top e-commerce development platforms out there. If you mention that, Google will recognize that you're trying to provide value in relation to this keyword because it knows that Shopify is the number one e-commerce platform. Mm -hmm. So it, it will start to recognize that, oh, this is a good content. I need to start delivering this to more people because when Google does their job the best, they get more ad dollars because companies see that their ads are starting to work better and yada, yada. Okay. So I'm going to, I have a lot of people watching live just so you know, we're broadcasting. I've got 1.8 million fans on my Facebook page. Awesome. Done something, right? So I have a fitness product. Let's play a little game here because they all know this. Okay. Uh, it's called a spin gym. Now you don't okay. know it, but it's a product where you wind it up and it provides four to 24 pounds of resistance. Every time you pull this thing in three minutes, you break out in a complete sweat sitting at your chair if you wanted to. Really? Okay. Oh my God. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm married to a bodybuilder who is a Mr. Olympia who uses this when he warms up. I've got people in wheelchairs who use this because it literally it's that massive upper body. It's unbelievable. And okay, very cool. It comes in a bling. You know, I'll wind this one up where you won't even be able to see the bling because when it spins and it does its thing, it spins it up to 24,000. Oh, okay, I got you. Right. And so it works on your triceps, works on your biceps, you can punch, you can do abs, arms, legs, everything. Cool. But it's primarily, I would say, an arm exercise, an arm toning exercise. So let's just go down this, this path, if you will. Yeah. I have a product that I believe people want to tone their arms, okay. especially when Michelle Obama was in office. It was a really big thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've sold 2.2 million of these things. I go on home shopping and can Congratulations. That's amazing. And I've never really had a website or we have never launched in this country, which is just on home shopping, but we did okay. really, really well. Yeah. Now, because of COVID, I'd stop manufacturing, but I want to go back and do it again. 
Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting concept. I've never talked to anybody about the keyword search for this. And as Tanya and Kimberly and Natasha and Ta- Kathy are all listening to this, I'm looking at my fitness product. I'm thinking I know it's about arms. So how do you begin to create like a sentence or a what or do I do need to do research and see who else is selling arm products or at-home fitness products? Where would you begin to unpack that process? So you, you already touched on it yourself. You mentioned pe- bodybuilders, people in wheelchairs sitting at your desk. These are all customer avatars. So yes. when we start to think about going D to C, direct to consumer with a product, we need to correctly identify who our target customer avatar is. And with a lot of companies and a lot of products, there's many different customer avatars that you could potentially target with content ads, blog posts, the whole nine yards. Right. What usually typically happens is the 80-20 rule applies and 80% of your sales will come from one specific target demographic. Mm -hmm. So what that kind of tells us prior to even starting development or even thinking about this is who is 80% of your customer base and only focus on that customer customer base to get started. So in the in relation to if it's arms, if we right. think about people that are sitting at their desks, they potentially maybe have some extra money to spend because maybe they're working at home. There's a lot of different avenues that I think that you can work off of off of the, the customer avatar of people sitting in a chair. Hmm, that's interesting. And use that as kind of the leverage point to go off from there. One of the things that I have on my board over here, it's, it's my mottos board, is make no assumptions. So we just made an assumption based off of a conversation that we had in your existing product sales. But what would be beneficial is to take that to market with different creative and different landing pages, like you mentioned before, and be able to test and get data, go by the data. See what is actually going to convert better if you're, you know, posting a video of somebody sitting in a desk chair versus, you know, a, a super buff guy at a gym using it, and then or see how that can or a bride getting married for her dresses. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So fascinating. So we as a company don't buy ads, uh, and we haven't done that yet. And I represent my audience mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs out there, dreamers, schemers, moms at home, network marketers who don't buy ads because they don't know how. And, or even when I, if you don't want, if you do want to, to have an understanding analytics of what you're getting back in a very substantial way, mm-hmm. you sound very smart. You sound like that's a very important part of your business. Is it? hundred percent. Yeah. And the term like attribution is this kind of thing that everybody throws around and it's how do you track when somebody sees your Instagram post to then eventually make a purchase. And this is extremely difficult and there's so many different tools out there and Google has been trying to create their own with their new GA4, Google Analytics 4 property, which in my opinion is terrible and doesn't work at all. So we have to figure out alternative ways to figure out how to correctly track or attribute a certain person who sees a product and then maybe purchases that. So if we're not running ads and we are creating organic content, how do we effectively do that when there's not, you know, a, a, a direct through line from seeing a video to sending somebody to a specific offer? And this is where we start to use on-platform optimizations. So in relation to trying to push people off-platform, in the example of Instagram, so you see my Instagrams and potentially maybe you've seen how I, I push people to send me a DM for more information. I do. This is how I 
organize and structure how I get people off platform eventually, but I'm doing it in a way that aligns with Meta, with Facebook's overall goals of connecting people with other people in the DMs. And so what this does is it actually boosts my content because it will allow more people to see my content because I'm actively telling people to engage with me on the platform. I'm not telling people, hey, go to my link in bio and go to this thing right away. Right. Engage with me and let's have a conversation. And so what this allows in, in your example, what this might allow you to do is have somebody ask a question or want to see more information prior to be prior to wanting to make that purchase right away. And so that way you could send them a video of what it might look like using it at a desk or before their wedding. And then that essentially is, oh, I'm, I need this because it directly relates to what I'm going through in my life. Fascinating. Since AI has your business taken off, do you think? Yes. So, and this is one of the most fun, fun kind of aspects of AI. And, and one of the most misunderstood, I would say as well, is how do we use AI to enhance our existing business practices and not be a distraction? Because there's, like you said, there's hundreds of new tools that are being released every single day. You screenshot all of them, but you never like, what do you do? Like, I know I, know, I want to play all the time. Yeah. So what I've been recommending and advising to my clients and, and business owners that I talk to is enhancing your existing practices. So one of the one of the best examples of this is writing emails. Everybody, you know, probably, you know, maybe not doesn't like to write emails so much, but using AI, you can easily leverage this to write personalized emails for everything. So instead of having to in the in the scenario of trying to reach new customers in in a B2B scenario, we can leverage the data on a LinkedIn profile, and then give all that to an AI to create a personalized email that leverages what they're interested in or what they're doing at their company. And then that will help us increase the open rate and potentially even the response rate of that, of that email. Wow. Wow. How do you find all the, uh, the new AI tools that you come up with? Twitter, Reddit, kind of other, other social media platforms that are a little bit more Deep, <laughs> deep down the rabbit hole, so to speak. <laughs> I've got to tell you. So, if you're listening to this broadcast, because most of the platforms we're on every podcast platform known to man, from Amazon Music to Spotify to Pandora, you name it, we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, I love that my recordings live also on my Facebook page because I'm going to share with you one of the things that first attracted me to Ecom Ross over here. Can you guys see this? Is his Instagram? <laughs> For the right, yes. And every time I see this, I literally start screenshotting because you can go, I don't, can you do this right here? Yeah, there you go. Look at you. You are so good at this. I have not seen this one, but I did see your celebrities as babies this morning. So I'm actually talking oh, yeah. to this guy. I love this. Now, you did you create this on Canva or did you create this in your? That's in- on Canva. Love Canva. There you go. Like I said, I'm a Canva holic. Um, wish I'd bought more stock when I could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is interesting. How many hours do you spend a day? building your Instagram and what is your focus for building it? So I started my social media journey, let's say in mid, mid 21 of COVID. And it took me about a year of posting until I got any sort of success. And then I had a couple of videos that went pretty, 
pretty viral. And that allowed me to gain a, a following and start leveraging that into, into other things. I quickly burned out very quickly in terms of creating content because I was posting yeah. multiple times a day and it was just, it was, it was bad. Since then, I've realized to batch content. So I only focus on creating content on the weekend and I'll only focus, I'll save everything throughout the entire week. And I have notes in a notion board that I like to track all the new sites that I, that I look at. And on the weekends, I'll just go through and I'll film everything in a few hours. And that allows me to get super amped up and get into that mode. And then the rest of the week, it's just posting it and maintenance. I'm not having to feel like I have to be that e-com Ross character every day. And I realized that's what I was burning out over was to, you know, to create engaging social media content. You kind of have to be a little, ha ha. And really welcome to the world of infomercials. I've lived my entire life. Hello. <laughs> I told you know, you. And as a developer, I'm, you know, I'm just sitting in my room, you know, like, oh, this is just me. And once I realized that I was like, okay, I, I, I have to be this character, but doing it in certain days allows me to, you know, just really kind of focus it and, and do it in a way that makes sense for me. That is such a great recommendation for people who have are really working on building their online presence. Yeah. It's, you know, and my team is always after me. You, you know, Forbes, you're the film girl. Well, let me tell you something, Ross. The cool thing you have against me and anyone who likes to wear lashes and get their fingernails done is the maintenance to do the face and the hair is another hour that. And I tell people, I used to say, if you're a guy, especially if you're bald, there's no excuse for you to be a multimillionaire. Because I hat, you're good to go. Right. Well, because I spent women an hour, the hair, the makeup. Oh my God. It made me nuts. So thank God for some filters and some things that we can do, but it is definitely a challenge. So if you're a guy, man, you got 400 hours extra a year to figure this out. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I know. All right. We've got four minutes to my first break. We've got a lot of people listening to us live. What's the batching is a great recommendation. So now we all want to amp our social media. In fact, I teach a course called Next Level. It's a 12-week training. And one of the weeks is focused on getting your social media consistent, getting the messaging, the the picture, just even your profile photo. I sometimes go to people's Facebook. And that's one of my old ones. I love Facebook because it allows me to see people's business plan for themselves. Sometimes harder to see in Instagram where they're really going. Definitely, you can see it in LinkedIn. But I've got a lot of baby to mid-level entrepreneurs, even some higher. Now, this is crazy. I have very successful entrepreneurs who have zero social media presence because that's not their focus. What's the recommendation for everybody listening to you about social media? So it's a necessary evil. And you either need to do it yourself or find someone to be the face of it for your company. One of the things and mistakes I see a lot is companies try to have their company be the account that their customers will interact with. If it's a nameless, faceless company, I don't know who I'm talking to in the DMs potentially. So if you have a character or an influencer, so to speak, that is the face of your company that can be the consistent face that shows up on a daily basis, customers will be more inclined to engage with that person and then be more comfortable with you in your business. Now, if that can be the the owner and the found and or founder or CEO or somebody in the company, 
that will not only set up your business as the authority figure in your niche, but it'll set up you as the authority figure in your niche. I love that because the first two weeks of Next Level is all about developing you. I really, and, and thank you for validating that because I've long believed that you, I mean, I've always been the face of my company. Yeah. And even when I've been a spokesperson for other people's products, I became the literal face of their company yep. for, <laughs> yep. because that's what you need. You want to talk to a person. Exactly. Feel like you're real. I totally love that. Um, which is ironic because some of the biggest brands don't have that, but they're still successful. Like it's strange to me that Target never had like a face of Target or Starbucks never had a face of those companies survived beyond that. And then yeah. you've got silly companies like the face of Burger King is a Burger King and Ronald McDonald. <laughs> you think about it, know, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think Chick-fil-A is a guy in a chicken suit. Who knows? Yeah. yeah but I yeah. do think that today for you to be successful, you are, you're better off. You are your brand and you're a living example of that. I We've agree. got two minutes to our first break. Tell everybody where they can find you. Best place to find me is on Instagram, Ecom Ross. You can also find me on YouTube on under Ross Flutterjohn. And that's where I post most of my content. Is that what you do full-time? So I run my business uh, full-time, which is an online website development agency. And we do other you know, side projects with AI as well, but it's kind of a, you know, a little bit of, of, of both now, so to speak. All right. What's the, when my, when my audience comes back after this break, what should we look forward to? What's the biggest thing that we can learn from you, do you think? So the, the thing that I've been kind of not teaching people, but just relaying the information that I've been finding through this AI whirlwind is how to not feel overwhelmed with all the tools out there. Like there's specific tools that I can recommend that will allow you to optimize your website, your emails, your content, and a bunch of other stuff. When we come back right after this break, let's optimize our life. Let's get it together because otherwise it is massive overwhelm. And like I said, I'm hoping to find one Saturday where I can just go through all of Ecom Ross's suggestions and figure out which one I like. But then I said, why don't I just ask him directly? So when we come back, we're going to ask him directly. Don't go away. You're listening to Forbes Factor. We'll be right back after this break. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. 
To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is a very exciting episode. If you want to pull up to your desk or you pull your car over, grab your pen and a piece of paper because we're going to drop some massive bombs on what you want to be doing to scale your business, what kind of AI, how to not feel overwhelmed. And I'm so grateful that my guest, Ross Fletterjohn, is here to help us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm going to show you a few different AI tools that are going to, I think, blow your socks off. I, you know what? I love this. I just literally feel like I pulled you out of the ether and said, okay, come into my world because I want to know. All right, let's go. All right. So the first one that I will recommend to people, and so there's there's a few different like categories that we're going to touch on briefly. And these are going to be some of the most popular categories that you've seen out there today in, in relation to text to image or text to video or text to audio. These are all kind of the the core or the foundation of how we can use AI to do different types of things. And all of these things can be related to content creation. These could help us create uh, images for our blog posts. This could help create content for um, meta descriptions for our articles whatever whatever it may be. So the first one I'll I'm going to recommend is called 11 Labs. So 11 Labs is one of the ways that you can essentially clone your own voice to do other things. Okay. So this is a platform and I'll share my screen real quickly. Guys, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you definitely want to pop over to my Facebook group and and watch this because we're going to watch the screen live. I've seen 11 Labs, but I have not played with it. And this is like a dream come true for me. Perfect. So 11 Labs allows us to upload audio of ourselves or anybody for that matter. And then the AI will take that information and then create a model that will allow us to then type in whatever we want, and then it will speak it back to us in that voice. And so we've seen, you know, these have been around for forever and you've seen these on TikTok and a lot of different places, but what's crazy is you can add your own voice. So for example, you can add in celebrities like Arnold Schwarzenegger, or you can add in yourself. And so when I was playing around with this myself, I was trying to figure out how to create AI content that would essentially allow me to create content without making content, but it's still me. Okay. So you are typing right now a text. This is high Forbes. This is AI content. And this should speak it back to you and speak it back to us in my voice. Okay. Hi Forbes. This is AI content. Now, can I hear Arnold Schwarzenegger? So let's go to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hi Forbes. This is AI content. Ooh, all right. That's close enough. Now, is that so- system or do you have to find that for say again sorry like if you're going to add a voice do you have to find the voice or does 11 labs know most famous voices so you have to add it so this is where it can this is where you can have fun with it so for example i just pulled a clip of arnold speaking from a movie off of youtube and uploaded it and i only uploaded like 20 seconds of audio okay created so the more you upload the better it's going to be and you know the better you can refine it but this is how a lot of the 
these kind of maybe viral videos that you may have seen were generated. So for example, there was a video that came out recently where uh, characters from Harry Potter were animated into a Balenciaga ad. Oh, wow. Okay. And Eleven Labs and a few others are, are some of the resources that were used to create this viral piece of content. Can you get in trouble for that? That's a good question. And I think that kind of opens up kind of this whole idea of how AI is going to be regulated within the law for content and in, especially in relation to music. And that'll be the next one I show you. And that's a good segue. So, well, so now how do you use 11? How do you personally recommend to a business owner to use 11 labs? So I've typed in content. Now yeah. I get an audio version, but what do I do with that? Yeah. So for example, let's say you're not comfortable putting your face on camera, but you still know that you need to create content around your business. You could upload your voice and create a cloned model of your voice and then have a VA go to Canva and create slides of whatever it is that you're talking about and then type in whatever you want to say, export that audio, add that audio to a video or slideshow that you create in Canva, and then you have a piece of content that's AI generated. All right. That's interesting. All right, you guys. So we're going to put, I'm going to make some assignments for people to try this because it's an interesting concept. Now, if you're comfortable doing it though, here's my question to you. So for me personally, I don't, wouldn't use my own voice because what I would use is I would use Otter to use my voice to speak the content, which becomes text, but it's already audio anyway. Mm. So I wouldn't need that. That's a good example. A Descript would be another good example of a software that could do something similar. Right. This yeah. is this is going to be for people that maybe don't have those resources available or don't have content available for them to leverage right away. Got it. Okay. So one of my big questions in the whole AI world is that I would love to create video from what we're talking about. Mm. Is that Pictory or is that another piece of content, another AI software that you really like? So... Would that uh, like a recording of what we're going after? Right. So let's say I either record it verbally or I put it into Otter or I put it into 11 Labs. But now yeah. I don't want just a VA just to make slides. I want them they want them AI generated. Is AI at that point where it can pull pictures and video if you just talk? Uh, kind of. There's certain platforms that can do that. So, for example, Microsoft Designer okay. would be a, a close uh, a close reference to this they allow you to type in text and then it will export not only the written text of what you would want that to be, but it also provides you with an image in relation to that text. Got it. So okay. they're trying, they're kind of one of the first ones to try to start to envelop multiple of these text to media source into one place. You were going to show us something. I did not mean to interrupt you. So the next one I'll show you is relation to this idea of music. So copyrighted music on YouTube and everywhere is a huge problem. How do we create music that is original, but without having to pay someone? And quick side note, this is also where uh, a song was created a couple of weeks ago that was entirely AI of the artist Drake, and it went crazy viral. And I believe it was Columbia Records that started, was the first company that started to come out and say, we need to start thinking about how to regulate this stuff because if artists are getting ripped off with AI, but the AI was the one that created the content and it's not necessarily like 
there's so much gray area and questions. How can we start to make sense of this? Certain other sites like the one I'm going to show you right now called Refusion. The one that scares me most is that I used to make a living one of, doing a voice artist. And I look at my voice artists right now and they're not needed, are they? No. I know. No. <laughs> and that's going, to be a, that's going to be one of the things that I think continues to evolve the industry as we start to see these tools become better and better over time. Well, and didn't that just happen to Harrison Ford? Didn't they just AI generate him to look 30 years younger in the new Indiana Jones film? I'm I haven't seen it yet, but the... And just think of in the, in the past few years, like there's been more and more of these AI or, or CG, you know, to make you younger on screen Yeah, and they've gotten significantly better. If you even look at the, one of the last star Wars shows in the same season, when they showed Luke the first time versus the second time, like the CG got that much better within like three episodes. And it's just to show that this industry is moving so incredibly fast that what was released on Monday might be out of date by Friday. Wow. All right. So guys, if you're playing along with us, you were watching Refusion. What is Refusion? So Refusion is a really fun one to play around with. And this allows us to create music from text. So for example, we could just click into one of this one that says a classical Italian tenor operatic pop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so if we, let's go, um, you know, let's go bright, sunny day vampire music. (laughs) And this should play us what it thinks that should be. I can't even imagine what sunny vampire music would be. It might take a second. But so what's interesting is these are all free tools that are not prompting us to sign up like, like, or do anything. Wait, here it goes. It's a very cute graphic that it has on it. So. I think it's having a problem because vampires aren't out in the sun. Not that good, but, (laughs) (laughs) but the idea, like the idea is to show the concepts of where the industry is right now. So for like within five seconds, we typed in a random prompt. And it generated copyright-free music that we could essentially download as an endless loop and then use as background music for a YouTube video to show a tutorial or whatever it may be. And I've personally done this for many of my YouTube videos as well, using this exact site. That is just, that's a great, because the other thing that's very frustrating is that a lot of the sites that I go to immediately want you to sign up for a month or a year. And you're like, wait a second, I don't even know if you're going to be around in a year. And I just want to try it. And now I've got 82 sites I'm paying X amount of for like, wait a second, I forget that I'm paying them. Um, So give me another one that you just love. You did something crazy. Did you do this where you made uh, famous people babies today? Yeah. (laughs) One of the things, yes. One of the things that we try to find and showcase is how, artists are utilizing this AI technology to create fun and and funny stuff. Right. So I found that on Reddit this morning and I knew we had to repost it. So that was one of the, one of the funny things seeing, uh, I think it was like Elon Musk. As a baby. I love it. As a baby. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I love your post. And I, I, I'm going to hugely recommend guys to go to Instagram and check out Ecom Ross because it's fun. I have been stalking him now for the better part of a year. <laughs> it's just fun, entertaining content. And it's like I said, you know, with the whole AI thing, I think 
You can't get overwhelmed. Obviously, we all fell in love with ChatGPT. I think my company must say that every other sentence. We'll just chat it. Just ChatGPT. It just you know, like okay. Yes. And the big thing there is the learning curve for prompting. You know, Correct. what do you want it to talk to? So my my business partner is twenty years old. She's young, very incredibly bright, and uh, she has this advantage. She's like I've been teaching and working with with SOPs and VAs, so talking to Chat is the same kind of thing. In fact, she said something else I thought was very clever. You might want to take heed of this. She says, I'm always very nice to chat because just in case they do take over the world, I want to make sure they know I like them. That is a common thread conversation I've had with many, many people. And I am one of the ones that says please and thank you as well. So I'm definitely in that camp. Isn't that just too funny? And it's like, yeah, you know what? Just in case they come back and go, yeah, you were really bitchy to me. No, no, no. I always said thank you. (laughs) It's one of the, that's a, it's a funny thing to look at like human psychology with that. It's like, that's something that we're putting into our own heads from, you know, movies and, and social and, you know, pop culture. Well, but I watched and- those robots talk. One of the robots did say that she was going to destroy humanity. And she's like, haha, just kidding. I'm like, I don't know if you're kidding. I don't think you think you might be better than us. Because, yeah. I mean, I asked her to write a poem the other day with the prompts in literally a nanosecond. It had an entire poem that rhymed with all the words I wanted. I'm like, yeah. This is insane. This is crazy. So one of the one of the things I like to ask people is what was your first chat GPT epiphany? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So my epiphany, I think is epiphany, is that I can now write amazing posts that I didn't have the time to do before. Mm-hmm. And they're prolific. And I, I never copy and paste everything, but I gotta tell you. I used to write very short. I didn't have time. I'll post a picture and move on. Now I take that extra five seconds or a minute and I ask chat to really architect it and I massage it and I make it so that my audience feels more connected to me. And that was something that you were doing previously, right? You were creating that content previously? I was, and I wasn't doing a very good job of it. Perfect. So that is literally to a T the example of how you used AI to enhance your existing practices. Absolutely. Perfectly. So one of the things I'll add to that is the introduction of plugins to ChatGPT. Have you had a chance to play around with any of those? No, I look at it and I don't get it. So enlighten me. So a good example, I'm looking to find a new house soon. And there's a plugin within ChatGPT called Zillow. And what it allows you to do is go into ChatGPT and say, hey, I need to find a house in Las Vegas that has four bedrooms, three baths, and a pool in the back. No. And within five seconds, it'll give you five listings of houses with links to the Zillow listing of no. houses that meet that criteria. All right. Then I'm going to, okay. I just opened chat right here. So if you guys <laughs> don't know what chat is, this is a great tutorial. I got the guy here. I'm going to give him a hug. I'm not going to let him go. So how do you add prompts? I'm looking at, oh, there's mid journeys, all kinds of things. How do you add plugins to your little chat GPT? So the first is you have to be on the paid subscription for ChatGPT. I trust me, I forked over my dollars. Perfect. So in the bottom left-hand corner, you're going to click the three little dots next to your name. Yeah. And then you're going to see a section called beta features. Okay. I'm seeing, we'd love to hear about how to shape chat in the future. I see. Uh, Click settings. Settings. Got it. And then beta features, and then toggle those two options on. on. No beta features. I see. Th- I see theme and clear all chats. My settings are very limited here. Ah, okay, interesting. Uh, I do think. Oh, you know what? Maybe my company has the upgraded version. Upgrade to plus is that the new version? 
Oh, so you don't have the paid version then? No, I think my company does. I think I'm okay. stuck on just this one. So when you, yeah. So does it in the top, do you have chat? Do you have GPT-4? I probably don't. I said, okay. no, I don't think I do. Okay. So that's the thing I need to do next. Yes. Um, once you have, that. once that's enabled, then those features will be uh, allowed, th- those will be allowed for you to be enabled. What am I, right. So that I have to, I have to log in through my company. What am I looking at over here in terms of all of these little boxes? I don't pay any attention to them, but you know, it looks, it talks about, you know, YouTube script creator. What are these that I'm looking at? So these are pre-made prompts, it looks like. So this looks like YouTube script creator. Let's see. How to how to change a tire. Oh, so maybe I okay. Um this looks like a plugin. Is this a plugin? That's what I don't know. That's what I wasn't sure about. Okay. So, you know, create uh, a YouTube YouTube title for ecom. Ross and Forbes Riley uh, podcast. This created with, huh? Okay, so this air, yeah. So I think you have another plugin or something installed. So this is not what it would look like to a normal. All I know, guys, because I know we're on radio, I want to just kind of play along. It just created. No matter what it just did, it opened the opening shot, energetic music. There's a narrator. There's it actually wrote out, Hi everyone, I'm Ecom Ross. Go your, your go-to Ecom It's gonna tell you what you should be saying. Tell me what I should be saying. Maybe just go film this. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. I'm not quite sure what those are, but those are not the plugins that we're talking about. So I guess I'm still in the free plan on my own personal one. All right, I gotta upgrade. You gotta pay to play. Pay to play, man. That's that's the way to do it. That's all right. You know, that's not the worst thing in the world. What's your favorite? one of your favorite or top two AIs you're playing with right now? Mid journey. And that's another one I can bring up. Yeah. I would love you to just talk everybody through a little bit of mid journey. Yeah. So mid journey is one of the most popular text to image platforms out there. Mm-hmm. The disadvantage. Just to explain everybody. So text is that you're going to be speaking, whatever dialogue that you've written, whatever you can speak into your otter. Now you've got a piece of text, right? Now, what do you do with it in mid-journey? So with mid-journey, you can write out that text and then the AI will create an image based off of what you entered in that text. So what's one of the more fun ones that you've done? So let's see, I've made logos, but we can do one right now. And the yeah. way the way mid-journey works is it's it's inside this other platform called Discord. And when you get inside of Discord, it's a community platform. So it allows for you to see all of the images that people are creating text to image. So if we just scroll through this feed right here, we can see that someone typed in, they wanted to make a coloring page for kids, black and white with cute baby animals, thick lines, no detail, no shading. And it generated that. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's the most precious image for those of you guys listening. You're missing out. You got to come see these visuals because they're extraordinary. I love the logo generator. Wow. That's wildly impressive. Like really impressive. What that person write for logo up there? The M, just out of curiosity. They entered so, in a mythical, a, a medical logo with the letter N inside of a, of a what? Uh, so in the style of a medieval banner, dominant colors, royal green. Wow. So it's getting there. 
So what we could do is we could just, you know, do something extremely simple. Dog, red dog walking on a tightrope. Red dog walking on a tightrope, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So this is going to basically make four variations of an image, and then it will allow us to view how the AI is actually creating the image in real time. So we can see that this says 0% fast and it's starting to actually generate the image from like the genesis of how it, and so you can start to see, we can see a dog structure here, okay? Oh my gosh. It's starting it's to come into picture. And as so I'm on Discord for my company. I love yeah. Discord. If you want to get MidJourney, for example, on your, your Discord, how do you do that? So you go to, you, you first you start at going by to midjourney.com. And then uh -huh. when you go through the process of signing up, it'll allow you to connect it to your Discord. Got it. And then you'll be able to. Oh my God, this is hysterical looking at this dog on a tightrope. So there's our dogs on a tightrope. Oh my gosh. You guys, if you're witnessing, if you're seeing this on my Facebook, it looks amazing. Now, can you put an image in? Like if I want to put Ecom Ross in there and say, I want to see Ecom Ross on a tightrope? Uh, kind of it, 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 variations of that. You can upload an image and then say, Hey, use this image as the source and then do stuff on top of it or do stuff with it. Oh, my that's God. where, that's where things can get kind of wacky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I love the fact is that you can see other people's images. That's insane. I did not yeah. know that was accessible to us. So another good example of this is like, I was, I've been playing around making logos, trying to, you know, so this is an example. I uploaded a picture of Warren Buffett and I was like, I make him an AI. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> so what's cool is I can actually see if I click into one of my images, I can see the prompt that I used to create that image, a website hero animated image depicting Indiana Jones, looking into the proverbial AI jungle. I love it. Right. But what's cool is Midjourney will then tag other people that have made similar images based off of the prompt. And then I can then go through and click and see, oh, this is a variation of it. Here's the exact prompt that that guy used. I can now copy and paste this and use this prompt myself. Now, are you allowed to use that image? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I, to, to be honest, I would probably use that prompt and then have it create a variation of it for myself and then use that variation. So when it creates the first four images here, we can then essentially ask it, hey, we like this one. I want to make a variation of that image and we can click that. And that will essentially allow us to create um, a variation, a higher quality variation of that image that might be, you know, a little different depending on how it looks. Well, so this is an interesting question. We just did uh, a six module training and most of the artwork that I used in it, because it was very internal, was mm -hmm. artwork that I found online that I probably don't have any right to use. So can I then now take that prompts and go into mid journey and I would own technically own what I've yes. created now? Yes. Oh, oh, you just, I think changed my world. Yes. So like this is an image that we use in our AI email newsletter and Instead of having, like you said, generic templated uh, stock imagery, we can have hyper-specific custom imagery based off of whatever that week's email is about. So for example, this week was about Warren Buffett. So I was like, I want a custom image of Warren Buffett. 
Right. And there you go. Oh, Ominous looking AI robot over his shoulder. <laughs> I know that's a powerful, crazy image. If you guys can't see this on the radio, that was wild. That is amazing. And I'm going to say it's going to revolutionize the industry. Wow. Wow. And wow. Hey, oh my gosh, we have three minutes to close our interview. I could do this all the day long. Um, I'm so proud of you for saying yes. And thank you for uh, being part of my, my world today. And I would love to invite you into my mastermind. We've got a great community of people that is continuing to grow. And we did just launch a membership where I think, uh, you know, people are curious about this. So maybe we'll dust off some of your courses and sell them. And who knows what we can do together. Perfect. Yeah, I love it. Appreciate it. In the three minutes that we've got, will you share with my audience what they should be thinking about in terms of the AI world and moving forward online? So try to find and have your personal AI chat GPT epiphany moment and do it in a way that is enhancing your existing practices. Don't start with mid-journey if you've never done creative design or graphic imagery ever in your life. That, may, that might not be the best use of what you're trying to do. So for example, if you're an accountant and let's say you're trying to write responses to clients based off of, you know, you can use ChatGPT to make that process better and more efficient and faster for yourself, allowing you to go out to dinner and drinks earlier every day. <laughs> I love it. One more time, remind everybody how they can find you. You find me on Instagram at ecomross. There you go. Does it get easier? Oh my gosh. Well, this has been quite an honor. I thank you. I will be following up with you personally. I also followed up with a little Google form that you're going to fill out because we've got a great e-card to promote what we're doing. I'll let you know when this episode airs. Everybody listening to this live, thank you so very much for your patience and your time. And I know all your questions. We're going to get a whole new, we're going to whole new cheer squad over here who just love Ross. Go Ross, go Ross. All right, you guys, as always, you're watching Forbes Factory. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And now we're doing it all AI style. Hmm. Does AI bother you? I'm not going to fill that out right now, but maybe part two with Ross. We don't know. What do you think? Yeah, love it. Let's do it. All right, you. Bye for now. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon.